Welcome to Damn That's Deep with Lex. This is the catalyst for hard, transparent, vulnerable conversations where we go beyond surface level topics and get uncomfortable. Join me as I learn, explore, heal, and understand the most delicate parts of life. Here we go. Thank you for tuning in today. I am here with a guest who is very special to me. All my guests are special to me, but this one is extra special to me because we (laughs) actually met one another (laughs) in 2017. We joined the same sorority. We're on the same line. We have connected with one another in ways that I have not connected with other people within the past few years. We've talked about things I haven't talked about with other people. So this conversation might get a little deep for you all. And that's the point of this whole podcast, so get ready for this conversation. I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then I'm going to let you all know what we're going to be talking about today. So hey everyone, my name is Essence, and like she was saying, we met back in 2017, um, which really feels like it was just yesterday, honestly, for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We were on the same line um, at our sorority, we both went to UNC Charlotte, and it definitely took me and Lex some time to get our relationship to where it is now. Mm-hmm. But I'll say one of like the most important things to me and one of the most special moments is the fact that like when she moved back home and we really just kind of forced each other to continue <laughs> building our relationship, <laughs> that's really how it started. And it really turned into something that I would never let go because like she pushes me in a way to like have conversations that I don't want to have that I kind of run away from. And I find myself doing that in a lot of different aspects. So it's really important that we're actually having this episode because it does speak to things that are important to me that I know she'll get some deep things out of me. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I'm like nervous but excited for the conversation because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all we've had so many conversations but I don't know exactly what's going to come out in this conversation. So we're going to do our best. But this conversation is about how anxiety and fear manifest, I can't talk, itself in our relationships, whether it's platonic, family, or relationship-wise, romantic relationship, shall I say. So, Essence, I'm going to let you ask the first question, and then we're going to go from there as far as explaining how this manifests in our lives. Okay, so I basically just wanted to start off in saying that, like, I never really knew how to handle my stress and anxiety. Um, And, like, I guess almost in a sense, it made me feel like it was a weakness. So, like, when I was feeling these things on top of being sad or angry, like, I kind of just stayed within myself. And that kind of speaks to just, like, how I was raised as far as, like, my mom being a single parent in in her life feeling like she had to she had to do everything on her own and those are the same qualities that she instilled in me so um this is definitely going to be a tough topic but the first question that I wanted to ask so where do you think anxiety and stress actually stems from and like can you speak to a specific experience that Mm. I feel like you can go back to and be like dang that's where it really started that's where I really noticed it um wow okay (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the tables have turned Um, I think, well, let me, let me speak to the first part of the question first. Okay. Okay. So I think anxiety and stress often stems from our own experiences, but also our genetic makeup. Mm -hmm. So while I might have environmental factors that cause me stress and anxiety, I also have genetic factors that do the same. Mm -hmm. So for me, I know that like people in my family struggle with anxiety. 
and they struggle with knowing how to balance that amongst balancing with everyday balancing everyday life situations and decisions and circumstances. Mm-hmm. I know that genetically I am predisposed to having anxiety, but as far as like stressors, I know that, and I've been trying to learn more of what those are, like stressors and triggers and all of those things kind of coincide with one another for me. And I don't necessarily know where it stems from, but I do know that it stems from prior situations that have made me feel some type of way. And that's really how I can say it without like using technical psychological terms because mm-hmm. I don't know them. Yeah. But I can say and be like, dang, that made me feel some type of way at that one point. And because of that situation, I know that if something like that happens again, I'm going to feel some type of way. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how I know like when it comes to stressors, like what those things are mm-hmm. and triggers. But as far as anxiety, like that shit's deep because yeah. <laughs> that can come like genetically or that can be be because of like traumatic things that have happened in your life um traumatic things that happened in my life all the above like what do you what do you think about it so mm, I was honestly thinking about it I feel like so for me stress is just when most times I feel it when I feel overwhelmed and that's kind of like a loaded answer as far as like it can come from how someone's affecting my day that day on top of other things. But me just being singly, singularly who I am, mm-hmm. stress comes with the fact that, like, I am an African-American. My mom calls me every day. Like, even when I was younger coming home from school, like, it's always I feel like it was almost put in my face the negatives that were constantly happening. And, in like, the world. just, yes. Yeah, so, like... And it just made me feel like, dang, do I really have to be scared even when I go to school? So, I mean, it's at this point, it's kind of become normalized in that sense. So I can't necessarily say it is a stressor that I necessarily like. That's like in my face and I'm like, dang, that really stressed me out. And then with anxiety, um, I think they just go hand in hand. It's honestly hard for me to distinguish the difference between the two Mm -hmm. because I definitely think they just complement each other in that very way. well yeah. yeah so it's just like you can't have one without the other so how can you really distinguish between oh this is definitely anxiety this is definitely stress I don't think you can do that well I think they come as a pair I think I think one like I think a stressor causes anxiety if that makes sense so one is causation like a stressor is like oh this stressed me out now this is causing anxiety for me yeah that's how I feel like I can distinguish the two And, like, so, for instance, like, if I'm working and, like, there's a bad, like, bad tension in the office, it's going to cause anxiety moving forward if I go into work each day and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's going to be tension in the office today. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's what I think. Like, a stressor is more so the causation, a causation to anxiety. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, like... To the second part of the question, like, can you speak to, like, a specific experience that, like, you, you know, 100% of the time, every time you're feeling these things, you're always like, dang, that's what's up it. Oh, honestly, when you asked that question, I was like, dang, I can't think of anything. And I'm still struggling. <laughs> I don't really know. Maybe, if, do you have an example? And then maybe I can um, piggyback off of it. Let me see. I feel like, honestly, most of my stress comes from not having my dad around coming in and out of my life because it was just kind of like 
uh, that feeling of the unexpected type thing. You never know when he's going to come back mm-hmm. and you never know what that day's going to look like type mm-hmm. thing because it was like almost like he was in my life so little that it was like highs and lows. So one time it would be like he missed me so much. All of these things like made me feel special. And another time it's like, oh, well, I left because of this. Your mom did this. That's why I'm not around. That's why I choose to be around my other kids. So I feel like it just all stems really just from that because it's just hard for me to sort through those feelings, especially with someone that is almost like a ghost to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm, Relatable. (laughs) And I feel like it really does carry into my relationships as far as like I it's hard for me to stay attached because it's like when are you going to leave that's the question that's always in my head and I feel like it does relate back to my father being in and out so yeah oh that's a word (laughs) I really could talk about it all day but yeah no that's a word and I think that's something I can completely relate to and if I did have to think about it that's the first time in my life where I did feel stressed Mm-hmm. in abandonment and anxiety so like not only my own but like the transference of my mom's anxiety onto her children so my mom was a single mom of three for most of our lives so when we talk about um stress and anxiety my father and I've talked about this in the past episode with Shamar but like his father was also incarcerated at some time it was like you were in you were out how do I make sense of that? How do I connect with you in a way that isn't isn't scattered? Like yeah. I don't like so when it comes to my emotions, I had a very hard time as a young person being able to be one with them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to do that until very recently. Yeah. And when I was young, I was just like, well, shit, it is what it is. He's in, he's out, whatever. I didn't feel anything towards it. Yeah. And then I think it was more so because I was trying to numb myself from the pain I had been feeling for multiple years of him being in and out. Mm -hmm. And then more so as I got older, it manifested into my relationships because I think my first relationship in high school um, the guy and myself, we were like off and on, like the petty bull high school relationship. Yeah. And I was just like, um, this is reminding me so much of like trauma. <laughs> and even um, though it did, it was something that, it, and the weird thing is it was something that pulled me in. Mm-hmm. I was attracted to it because it gave me the idea that there was always something to look forward to. Yeah. So, when I was a child, I felt like there was always something like, well, my dad was going to come home. Mm. There was going to be that point where he came home and everything was going to be all good. So, it was like, I saw that manifesting in my relationships and how I dealt with people because even if we went through bad things, I was like, okay, well, it's going to be all good eventually. Yeah. And that's toxic. Mm. That is damaging because <laughs> that allowed me to give people multiple chances and chances upon chances to prove me right. Like I would think the worst thing and they would yeah. prove me right. And I would give him that opportunity to do so because at the end of the day, I thought, well, at the end of the day, there's going to be a good ending. Mm-hmm. That was toxic. Honestly, that's, that's, <laughs> but that's interesting that you said it in that way. Cause like, I can also say so too. Like, even when we had our last conversation about someone that left my life and you were like, how are you really doing? And I was just like, 
I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And then until I eventually told you. (laughs) Like, shit. Until I eventually (laughs) told you, like, it hurt. And, like, I feel like it it does come to a point when in my relationships, I don't want to see them leave. Like, regardless of what they do to me, I don't want them to leave because, especially if, like, I kind of... I like I compartmentalize for sure and when I put you in that space where I see you more than a friend or whatever it is I see you as family I see you as a forever type mm-hmm. of thing that I don't want you to go and I, I I'm not somebody that's good where it's like today I want to be with you I want to be friends with you this that and a third and then tomorrow I don't be I don't mm-hmm. I don't sort through those things very well especially without an expl- explanation and I can't even say honestly if I've in any situation if I would have got that explanation I was asking for if that would have made me feel any better so dang that's interesting (laughs) yeah we just had a moment (laughs) we just had a flip it and reverse it moment (laughs) and that's what I'm gonna call it for now to be honest I mean so I I just really felt like I've been looking at things the wrong way why you say that because I feel like I've never asked myself well essence when someone hurts you, why do you continue to let them stay? Continue making those mistakes? Yeah. Why do you not... Yes, you stand up for yourself in that moment, but you still let them come back. You still leave that door halfway open. And why is that? Why? Why? Girl, I don't know. Because, I mean, of everything maybe I just talked about, like, the trauma and, like, the experiences you had as a child of letting men, like... And not letting them, but, like, the fact of the child... The matter is you were a child, like, in the most prominent male in your life who was your dad was doing that and you always had the idea that you would open him with like welcome arms when he came back around like you wanted a relationship with him maybe so like knowing that men come into your life and then they leave or they all this all these things happen and then you're just like well do you think I'm worthy enough to come back you because for me like especially like my father and I have not had a relationship Mm -hmm. since he came out of prison the the last time he did and I I found myself at one point because I had a conversation with my little sister we're half sisters and Mm -hmm. she had more of like a emotional attachment to the idea of him rather than I did Mm -hmm. and um she made me think of it in a way of like did I expect a man to come back into my life and make me feel like I was worthy of a man being in my life and then I started thinking about that in like the romantic way of dang I've had situations with men and we have like the whole situation has dissipated and we've come in contact to with one another again and I'm just like do I feel worthy (laughs) Of letting him, rather rather than saying, is he worthy mm-hmm. of being back in my life? That's how I should have worded the question, rather than I worded it of, am I worthy of him coming back into my life? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, I think, so it's, it's, I, I think that's so a way of, like, the anxiety and fear, like, creeping in of saying, like, I felt like it was me. Yeah. In situations. So, basically, you're saying, they're better off without me. In lack of better words. Like, yeah, you don't or, want to open them back up to you. That's how when I felt. You don't necessarily, you're not necessarily the problem, but you felt like you were the problem. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like that for a long time when it came to romantic relationships mm-hmm. and even friendships with men, like not even with women, like friendships in general with men specifically. 
I always felt like I was the problem on why it didn't work because I was looking for validation that I did not get mm-hmm. when I was younger. And that's how my anxiety and fear has creeped into those type of relationships. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like it also, like, speaks to the fact that, like, you don't know what you're looking for. Like, what do you True. look for in a man when you don't, in a man or in a relationship when you don't necessarily have those strong relationships? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Uh, speak on it (laughs) speak on it like okay I mean how do you fix that you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. because that's my thing like I feel like we can sit and talk through it and when you come to those realizations it's just like damn that that felt great but how do you fix it because I can't say I can't say that I've gotten better in that sense I feel like I've gotten better at being able to stand on my own two feet without depending on somebody right I think for me, knowing like knowing I'm in a relationship now and like how I've gotten better is just gaining perspective. Mm-hmm. I like having these conversations is helpful because I'm able to gain the perspective of like, oh damn, that's why I thought that way. And moving forward, knowing that that's why I think that way, I can stop myself in those tracks. <laughs> yeah. And be like, damn girl. Like, he didn't do anything. You're thinking that way because of that situation. Mm-hmm. Or you're thinking that way because so-and-so did this to you. So, I think knowing and having that perspective is valuable. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to tap into it. Yeah. And if you can't tap into it, you're SOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Because I feel like it's hard to tap into it. Because I feel like... I don't know. I I just want to believe that everybody does come to those realizations at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like when you have a goal with no plan. Right. How are you going to get there? How you going how you going to take the next step to get better if you don't know where to start? Okay. Most people so, don't know how to effectively sort through their feelings to make themselves overall a better person so they can be better for the next relationship right. that comes along. So I I just feel like there's no blueprint. There isn't because everybody does with things differently. So, like, my question to you is, like, how have you in the past worked through those conversations and that fear and anxiety or trauma that you've dealt with? Have you worked through anything? (laughs) 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 Um, Have I worked through anything? I think I've at least gotten to the point where I realize I have daddy issues. Okay. I mean, like, that's really the best way for me to put it. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really just the best way for me to put it. And I understand that those issues have carried over into how I view life, how I view friendships, and how I handle and how I move throughout my life. But what I can say, I feel like what has helped me is, okay, if I'm feeling a certain way in a situation, just tell them. Don't don't react. Like, because you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess when I say by react, you know how people react and the first thing they want to do is yeah go off on someone like say what they can to basically make that person hurt as much as they're hurting no like what I'm trying to do now is be mindful of how I'm feeling and telling this person like I care about you and I'm letting you know this is hurting my feelings and I don't know what to do like tell me if I need to do something better you know what I'm saying like I want to have that honest platonic relationship and I feel like that's something I've just started doing but I do enjoy it because it makes me feel better in the moment it kind of calms me down because my first instinct is anger Mm -hmm. that's what I want to do like same 
I just want to cuss everybody out. Yeah. But I can't do that. And, like, I feel like I've done that as a defense mechanism. And I have done that in a way that pushed people away. Mm-hmm. And I've lost friendships. Like, I can't Let's even lie. Let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> talk about that. So, I thought I wrote this question down, but I did not. So, in what ways have, like, your fear, your anger, your anxiety pushed people away? Like, especially friendships and relationships. So, let's start at friendships. So, like I was telling you, like, friendships mean a lot to me. When I put you in that friendship category, it means a lot because I don't do that for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people will remain somebody, oh, I can speak to on a casual basis, but I'm not going to consider you my friend. I'm not going to hit you up to hang hang out, like, outside of what we're doing. So, (laughs) with my friendships, like, how, what that looks like for me is in the past, I have cut people off and in a way to understand what I mean by that is like oh you did me wrong cool I don't fuck with you no more and and that's really like as simple as it could be like I'm gonna go off on you and I'm gonna leave it at that I don't care if you apologize I don't care what it is because at the end of the day I'm still thinking like oh I'm better off without you are you providing for me are you putting a roof over my head are you putting money in my pocket all of them things I'm just like if you're not doing it I don't need you but that's not necessarily true because friendships are important like Mm -hmm. you can't I feel like you can't think of those things even though those things are essential that does not mean that a friendship isn't just as important but like that's what my thought process was and that's what made it easy for me to disconnect from people and not even think about essence well why don't you make the honest ever give them a chance to explain themselves whereas my point I'm not giving you a chance to explain yourself I've seen what you did I didn't like what you did and that's that so it wasn't a healthy way to work through things because I guess I didn't have the understanding that like you can hash it out with your friend and y'all could still be friends afterwards. Right. It was kind of like an end all be all type thing if something went wrong mm-hmm. in my friendships. But I feel like my question for you is like, so in that situation, how do you know that, okay, I need to cut this relationship off versus let me try and work on this. This person did something wrong. Let me give them another chance. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like those lies could be blurred. And very very easily. Very easily. They could be blurred. Um, I don't have the perfect answer for you. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm still trying to figure out this situation as well. I have also had a very hard time with friendship. Um, (laughs) Most times I'll find that I've cut people off. And then like years later we reconnect some way, somehow. Um, Now most recently... I find myself in situations where I'm just not going to deal with people in general. Like, I'm just not going to deal with the bullshit in general because I feel like there's so much more important things in life than, like, one relationship. And I know that sounds terrible, but I also feel as if most people who've been in my life don't value me either. So it's just like, if I think this way, that person's probably not going to reach out to me anyway. So I might as well just go ahead and cut the relationship off. So it's kind of, it's kind of like I already self-sabotaged the relationship. And I'm just like, well, (laughs) do I do that a lot? No, I do. No, I do that a lot. No, because I'm just like, well, they see no value in this. So why am I going to go the extra mile to make it work? Mm -hmm. And that's how I've always been with like friendships I've always been better and and weirdly enough I've always been better with romantic relationships with trying to make things work and I and I'm still trying to figure out why and I think that's more so because of 
daddy issues <laughs> trying to feel as if I'm validated by a man and also feeling as if I'm going to have a life better than my parents had mm-hmm. and one thing that I've always wanted to do is like get married and have a nice life yeah I want to be able to show that for myself mm-hmm. and not like forcefully or anything. Cause I'm willing to like, <laughs> that shit ain't working. <laughs> Eventually you'll let it go. <laughs> but I know that that's something I've always wanted for myself because that wasn't something I saw often growing mm-hmm. up. So, and, and also I didn't see a lot of like healthy friendships growing up. Like my mom didn't have friends like that. And if she oh, yeah. did like one of her closest friends, their relationship is toxic as hell like they're in each other's life like for a few months and they're out of it for a few months so it's just like I didn't know what healthy friendships looked like on the surface level shoot deep level I didn't know any of it so it's just like when it comes to friendships I thought that was like second to family and romantic relationships and I still think that I still think that while you have your friendships and your your tribe that way once you get married, you have a family and everything, that's going to take precedent. So I'm still struggling with like figuring out how to make sure that I don't push people away yeah. because I feel like eventually our relationship will be somewhat insignificant Yeah, based on life experiences. And that's crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is very crazy because I feel like, first of all, <laughs> I'm on the opposite side of you. Really? Like, I am so far away from relationships that, like, I feel like I'm finding myself valuing friendships. Like, I find myself more so yearning for a, a trip that I can just go with with my friends. I, I could care. <laughs> I literally could care less if there is a man in my life. Mm-hmm. In that aspect, like, I really just want genuine people that I know I can call on and they will be there. That's all I want. And that can come with a man being there or it can come with not. Like, I'm okay with it. So, that's interesting. Like, I like I don't think about marriage. Like, yes, I guess I feel like I, I can talk about it and say I want it because of the culture that we live in. But to say it's something that I yearn for? No. I think that's interesting, too, because I feel like I've already figured out, like, who is there for me and who's not. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was pushed. I don't don't know. I won't say I was pushed. I won't say I was pushed. (laughs) I feel like, in a way, I was pushed, like, to figure that out at a young age, in a weird way, I should say. Like, I literally look at people now, and I'm just like, yeah, I I could fuck with you long term, or I could not. Mm-hmm. Like, I can literally look at people and, and, and already make that assumption. I don't know why. Maybe that's the fear and anxiety, like, I, I, coming no, I can't even that. Like, I can't even say that's what it is because I do the same thing. Yeah. Because, like, I, like, every encounter I have, I'm like, okay, well, is, will this be valuable? Will right. this be long-term? And like, that's, that's literally saying. how I that's think. That's kind of yeah, what I was like, saying because I was just like, if I don't feel that value and I don't feel like it can be long-term, then I don't feel as if I can continue to water this relationship and I won't girl you already know and that I don't think that's fear and anxiety I feel like that's just how I feel like that's just how some people but I do feel like in a way it can be fear I could it can be fear that people are gonna fail you it can but 
ah, oh, damn. But can you can you really say that? Because I feel like, but we're creatures of like we learn from our mistakes type mm-hmm. thing. So it's just like, can you really fault somebody if that's how they move? Yeah. When if there's if if it's truly benefiting them, like okay, I can see in a situation if it's hurting them and it's like okay, we need to have a conversation because it's not okay, like you gonna end up alone type thing. But <laughs> <laughs> if it's like benefiting you and it's essential to your mental health and you know the person you are, because a lot of people can't handle a lot of relationships Thanks. and there's I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I can't. <laughs> and that's and that's and that's what I'm saying. So it's just like if you know yourself well enough to know like. I'm really going to take every situation and I'm going to evaluate it. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Because yeah. I, honestly, I feel like you're saving yourself from a lot of hurt. Like, why would you open yourself up to a lot of people for people to disappoint you? Or for you to disappoint people. Okay. That's one of my fears and anxiety in relationships. Mm. So, like, I feel like I've opened myself up to a lot of people in different ways in my life over the past few years. And my biggest fear has been am I going to disappoint you but I know in my heart of hearts I can't handle all these relationships I can't handle being a mentor and being a friend and being in a relationship and being all these I can't I can't juggle it so I know I've disappointed people I know I've hurt people not on purpose but just because I'm not the person who can do it and that's and even when I bring people into my life it's just like that fear and anxiety comes into play and I'm just like yeah, I'm gonna fuck with you later. <laughs> and it's not me being like mean or rude. It's just me being like, I just can't. And like my body doesn't allow me to be no, able like, to deal with all these things every day. And I honestly understand that. And that's why I feel like me recently coming to a new school, that's kind of how it was for me. Like I established that one good friendship and I'm good. Like, and people are gonna take it how they take it. And that's something that I struggle with too because it's like I don't want people to think that like it's me being rude or you know what I'm saying like trying to make somebody feel as like they're not good enough or I got my nose in the air because I'm better than them type things because I've heard all of those things about me and it's not true and a lot of people know that once they get to know me right but it's just when I establish that one good relationship or a few good relationships, I don't need I don't need anything else and I can't handle anything else because I'm going to disappoint you because it's gonna be I'm not hitting you up enough. Yeah. I'm not hanging out with you. Yeah. And you gonna feel you gonna feel neglected at the end of the day. And I don't want nobody to feel like that. And I feel like for you to be my friend, you have to understand who I am and you and I have to understand who you are. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it's gonna work. Because I you can't make me exert myself more than past my more than I'm able to yeah yeah like I can't and it's gonna give me and I think the people who do expect that out of you for me especially I've had high maintenance relationships with people like not on my end but on theirs and it's caused me so much anxiety of like damn I gotta talk to this person this many months yeah I gotta respond to them they're gonna be mad they're gonna be upset Mm -hmm. they're gonna just hit me up and be like oh you don't fuck with me no more like type of I cannot. Yeah. Do I will literally shut down and just talk. <laughs> I will not talk to you for months. Honestly, I don't respond. Like I do not <laughs> respond. I'm not going to respond to the message because like you're giving me anxiety being in a relationship because you want me to do more and then if I don't do more, I'm getting anxiety. So I'm getting anxiety, anxiety and stress from both fucking like yo like this is not okay like i can't do this it I can't. is stressful y'all if anybody is listening and you have a person in your life who gives you stress and anxiety like that let it go 
I wouldn't say let it go immediately. I would say have the conversation. Have the conversation, then let it go. If it doesn't get better, you gotta let it go because at that at that point they're they're hearing you talk, but they're not actively listening. Well, I think a lot of times people um, project their fears and insecurities onto us. So like a lot of people, it's easy to do. Yeah, if you're in a relationship with someone and you've gotten comfortable with the person, you have fears and anxieties and you're allowing those to manifest in those relationships that person is gonna feel it yeah that person is gonna live it with you and through you yeah. you're gonna live it together <laughs> and unfortunately that's the case and how do how do you stop that from happening you can't you can't stop yeah. other people's energy from transferring to you yeah how do you stop it from transferring to other people when you get into a relationship Disclaimer. <laughs> Give him a PowerPoint slide. I don't know. <laughs> what? Okay, so have you been in any like friendships or romantic relationships where you're just like, this is who I am. This is how I am. You choose to move forward or you don't. Yeah. You have. And I, I will say that that has happened into, that's something that's happened in my most recent just Got because you. I'm just like, if you don't understand what I'm telling you, I can't help you. And I'm not about, like, I'm I'm so firm in it. I want you to feel it. Like, mm-hmm. when I explain this to you, I'm going to sit you down and make sure I'm going bullet point for bullet point. So you understand what I'm saying to you. I'm not joking. It's not going to change three months from now. It's <laughs> not going to change a year from now. So if you choose to stay, I need you to know that's on you. If you get hurt, you have to accept that because you chose to stay. It was not my decision. I'm not forcing you to stay here. I'm not begging you to stay here. And that's really just how it is. Like, I feel like I can no longer feel guilty if someone chooses to put themselves in a situation and deal with me. I know how I am. I told you. What did I do? At that point, I did everything I needed to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's just like, oh, well... This person did this and they didn't even tell me. I'm just not finding this out. I'm not even going to do all that for you. I'm going to tell you right then. Yeah. So at that point, I'm giving you the opportunity to like make your own decision. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like we're robbed of that opportunity. A lot of Because things, yeah. most people try to make the decision for you mm-hmm. without presenting you all the information. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You have to give everybody an honest like opportunity to say what they want to say, no matter what it is about. And I feel like that's what the hard thing is because, yes, some conversations can be difficult. I promise you they're difficult. But you just got to say it. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. You have to accept it. And you have to move on. Life doesn't stop. It's not for anyone. So do you feel like that's a way to kind of lessen the anxiety and fear in some relationships? Is being up front? I think it can help. Yeah. Because... I mean, you're, like, I can't lie to you, you still will experience stress and anxiety Definitely. for the fact of being honest with someone. Um, because it can be a hard conversation, and like I was saying, like, I'm somebody that used to run away from conversations like that. Same. But you have to do it. And I promise you, it'll feel so much better afterwards. Like, yes, it could still end ugly, but you did your part. And that's kind of the best thing to walk away from, knowing yeah. that you did what you what you could do. You did your best. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think most of the time, we everyone gets in relationships 
with their own preconceived notions, with their own trauma, with their own experiences. And we come into it thinking, oh, well, this should be this way, or Mm -hmm. I want to experience this feeling in this relationship, rather than coming into the relationship, understanding who the other person is, and understanding how we can work in conjunction toward a good relationship. And I think that's what causes a lot of fear and anxiety for me, Mm -hmm. because I feel as if a lot of times people have um, like a high ideas. expectation. Yeah, they have ideas of me that I can't live up to. Yeah, and, or, and I don't think it's necessarily that you can't live up to. I there was oh man, there was something that somebody said. It was basically like along the lines of like you can't expect to give your all to somebody if you're not fully whole yourself yeah. within yourself. Mm, word. So <laughs> it like. It I honestly I can't like I can't even explain to you like it I didn't understand I was like what it like that doesn't even make sense but it was just like at the end of the day if you know you have major flaws you can't expect to be everything for someone else yeah especially in those areas where you you're flawed you know what I'm saying and I understand that nobody's perfect but everyone knows that there are areas that they can in, like get improve in, in. Yeah. yeah so. I think they're, like, to say that you can't do it at all, I can't believe that because I think it's something that you'll, it's going to be a development. Mm -hmm. And it's just not right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, I have a final question for you. Do you find yourself wanting to escape the expectations you feel in relationships? Yeah. I run hard the other way. (laughs) Because I feel like I can't give the other person what they need because I'm not happy with where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that they say, like, you can work through stuff while you're in a relationship. That's nice, but it doesn't work for me because I find myself putting too much into the into one or the other. So one, one or the other as in what? As in what's going on in my life compared to a relationship. And mm, one of them falls okay. through the cracks. Yeah. So, I can't lose myself that way. Because I have too many goals and they're high goals. Like, the expectations I have for myself. And I don't have room to fuck up again. Because I, I fucked up already. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no more time left. I don't have no more time outs. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have to keep pushing. And I think once I get over that then maybe I'll start considering other things. And I'm not saying, like, I don't still have a relationship or what I want in a guy still in mind. Yes, it's still in mind, but it's not a priority. Right. I get that. So, yeah. So you feel like your current circumstances kind of are dictating how you move with people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I can't... And, like, I think it's that, and I, I would say it's still fear. Yeah. Um... It's fear from things that have happened in my past. I don't want to happen again. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to be stupid. Like what? You said like what? Like what? <laughs> Are you talking about like the pain I've experienced or like... What Whatever you, you were talking about. Whatever it was in your mind when you made that statement. <laughs> so when I made that statement, it's just like previous pain. I just feel like I can't trust anybody to handle my heart the way I know how to handle it. And I don't want to open that door to allow somebody able to, to allow somebody else to be able to handle my heart, cause I can't do it. Like I can't, I can't take it again. Mm-hmm. And based on where I'm at in life, I know it's something I can't afford right now. 
Right. Because so, if you were to give someone an opportunity to do so and they drop the ball, you feel as if your personal goals and expectations for yourself would be pushed back. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. That's understandable. So it's just like, I don't think people understand that like it's gen- It's not something I'm just saying to say that I'm not looking for a relationship. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's because I truly believe that I'm meant for more than just being in a relationship, being somebody's wife. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not okay with it. Like I understand there's a whole bunch of people getting married and finding their soulmates. That's cool and congratulations to them, but it's not for me. Okay, question. Do you feel like you could do you could do both in conjunction? You no. become your best self and find a soulmate at the same time. Cause really? I think. Oh, Essence. <laughs> now, come on. <laughs> what? So, I think no because I feel like you have to also be mindful of, I think you have to look at, look at who you are in a relationship mm-hmm. and what qualities do you need to be in a relationship. I do not have those things. Okay, so you feel like you personally cannot do both. I cannot. I am. I do not. I do not. I don't want people to think I'm just out here breaking hearts because I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. Is which, which is why I feel like I am better off by myself at this moment. At this moment. Best. Okay, we can take that. We can take that. Okay, so before we end this, I have a lightning round. A lightning round. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. So I have a few questions for you. You have to answer within three seconds. Are these easy questions? Yeah, they're easy questions. Like like yes or no questions or open-ended? Open-ended. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Open-ended. Oh, okay. I'm out of these. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Being open and vulnerable is blank. Hard. Okay. My favorite musical artist is blank. Chris Brown. <laughs> Your biggest goal in life is blank. Doctor. Doctor, to become a doctor. Doctor what? OBGYN. You love blank the most. I love school the most. What? No, I really don't like school. <laughs> what is it's the you? first thing I thought of because I see my notebook. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Y'all, I knew that was a lot. That's why I had to say what. That was my last question. And she, she I'm weak. <laughs> but no, I think that was a great conversation. Wow. <laughs> I just want to debrief for a second, and I haven't done this yet on the podcast. (laughs) No, it's fine. But I think it was so interesting to talk about the different ways and the different relationships we find ourselves a part in and how we react to people differently Mm, based on the relationship that we're in with them. So if you're a friend of mine, I'm going to react to you differently than a family member or than the person who I'm in a relationship with. Which and my the, fear and anxiety crazy. manifests itself in different ways based on who you are to me. And something we didn't talk about. So, I feel like I'm coming to a situation where I feel like I value my friends a little bit more than my family. If that makes sense. Like, Ooh, I wouldn't even I'm say family. Myself. Like, I, I mean, like, because I, I definitely hold my mom to a high standard because it's always been me and her. Like, she might yeah. role. Yeah, but like, you mean, she like, role more, more extended family. Like, yeah, like, aunt, I'm talking about, uncles, like, aunts and, yes, cousins, like, aunt and uncle, yeah. like, grew up with type thing. And it's just kind of like, I know they're there. Like, I know there's still love both ways, but it's kind of like. You don't know me. Yeah. That's my biggest. That's real. I think family. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, and I get why you would why you would value friendships more because your friends know you. Yeah, your family doesn't. Like more times than not, your family is looking for your accomplishments and looking for the good things you're doing in life. They don't care any other time. If you're down and you're out, they're just like, "Oh, pray for her." That's <laughs> what, no, honestly, that's why I like. Oh, if you die, rest in peace. I loved you. Yeah, like, girl, peace. what? <laughs> no, ma'am. But I understand like the friendship aspect of it. Of those people know you in the moment. And they know you as you're growing and you're as you're becoming your best self. Your family doesn't. They know mm-hmm. you surf very surface level and that's that's something to think about. And, like, <laughs> and, I, and is that something that's a normal thing? I I think it is for people like yourself and myself mm-hmm. who grew up in situations that were not cohesive. Okay. Now, people grew up, and I, I won't say this isn't the same people who were in cohesive situations, because I don't know how their family dynamics are, mm-hmm. but I feel like people who were not in cohesive situations, more so than others, we find ourselves, like, less family-oriented and more disconnected from people, from people in general, not just family. It starts with that family dynamic. Right. And we become but disconnected it, like- over our younger years and then our teenage years, and then from there, all you have to build upon is friendship. Yeah. That's all you have. Yeah. Or romantic relationships. So, what do you do? <laughs> I don't know. It's just some like, someone was telling me, like, because I was just upset about a situation. And it was, like, I was just basically told, like, you value your friends too much. Is that, like, a thing? Because it's just, like, I was told that, like, I, like, the expectations I have for my friends aren't realistic. But I feel like if they're your friends and someone that you truly call your friend, why would you not have expectations for them? Because if you don't, how do you know if they're a good enough friend to continue to stay in your life? Like, that's well, what was confusing for Well, me. the only thing for me with that is have you explained what your expectations are to that friend? And if you haven't, you can infer that they know those expectations. Mm. So I've been in so many friendships where people have expectations of me. I don't know those expectations. I don't live up to them. And then I disappoint you. Mm -hmm. So have you communicated those expectations to those friends of yours to where you don't feel disappointed when they don't live up to them? I just be feeling like my expectations are real basic because I don't don't need a lot. Same. (laughs) (laughs) I really just don't need a lot. But Um, you should still communicate them. Yeah. Just just to make sure everyone's on the same page. And I feel like that's us with any any relationship at this point. And that's how we can manage these fears and anxieties moving forward. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a a lot to think about, to be honest with you, because... It's like, dang, where do you start? Like, do you start at friends or do you start at romantic romantic relationships? Or do you start at family? We don't know. So we're going to let our listeners decide that for themselves and let us know what they think. I think that's a good idea. I think so, too. (laughs) So we're going to wrap this conversation up. We will talk to y'all next week on Damn That Seep With Lex. Thanks, Essence. Thank you for having me.